This is the Litigation Management Podcast, and I'm your host, the CEO of Case Clyde, Wesley Todd. The Litigation Management Podcast is where I interview some of the most successful and influential people uh, in and around the claims litigation space. And as you know from the previous episodes, we're trying to get you the best of the best guests. That's our agenda because the focus is on delivering as much value to the, our audience, which happens to be attorneys and adjusters and claims execs. Uh, we're trying to get you the most valuable information we can. Um, we're going for home run. So we're trying to get the people that are most influential, that are having the biggest impact or have the best perspectives. And I have some unbelievable guests lined up and I've had some unbelievable guests and today is no exception. Today on the podcast, I have Alan Rotlowick and Alan is a partner at Rumberger Kirk and Caldwell. He's going to tell you more about his background because it's extremely relevant to uh the topic today, and the topic today is how claims organizations are trending away from just an e-billing or an automated uh, or, a, or an outsourced bill review approach and more towards a, a holistic view of attorney performance. So in other words, looking at, instead of just looking at getting the least expensive lawyers, looking at the best performing lawyers, it's a, a trend going on across the industry. Alan and I are going to dig deep into it. Um, before I pass it off to Alan to, to officially welcome him and, and give him uh, opportunity to tell us about his background, I'm just going to set the stage real quick. So we may, we're going to use the words e-billing and, and bill review and, and automated bill review and interchangeably. What we're talking about is really two different things. E-billing is just a technology, but we may use it interchangeably with bill review or different things like that. But we're really talking about this industry and this group of software and then the people that the third parties that are a lot of times associated with the software that will review the lawyer's bill. So, hey, if this is a topic not for you, you can shut it down now. For most attorneys and adjusters, this is their lives every day. But we're going to use those words interchangeably, bill review, e-billing, all those different things. But what we're talking about is the industry's uh, use of software and humans to give lawyers like Alan a hard time over uh, uh, over their their time they spend in six minute increments. So bear with us on that topic. Alan, welcome to the litigation management podcast. I'd like you to give us a little bit of back, about your background and origin story. Sure, Wes, and thank you very much for having me. Thank you, Case Slide, for, for having me. I was an associate at Rumberger Kirk's Miami office for over six years before I joined Anchor Insurance in St. Petersburg. I moved up to St. Petersburg in 2017 and joined Anchor Insurance as their general counsel. I spent about three and a half years with Anchor, in part managing their, their claims litigation, as well as, as well as some other issues. And in September of 2020, I rejoined Rumberger Kirk in Tampa as a, as a partner. So this is really an important topic for me. I've worked on, on both sides of it and glad to, uh, to be here with you. Yeah, we appreciate you having you, or we appreciate having you. This is a unique opportunity. You've been on both sides. So you understand the, you know, what a corporation is going through when they get those bills in. And then you also understand the lawyer's plight as they're trying to provide as good a service as they can to the corporation. So the, the, the thing we're seeing or the thing we've seen, Alan, and we saw it with you guys and we saw it, we've seen it with so many others, is that, um, I'm just going to throw this out there, e-billing and bill review isn't really saving companies money. So there's a savings component where they say we reduce the bills this much 
Um, but the insurance company or the corporation, they pay checks and those checks either go up or they go down, right? And if you talk to a comp most companies with e-billing, those checks are going up. Uh, and because those checks have much more to it than just an individual invoice. If, if legal bill review and e-billing isn't saving insurance companies money or saving claims organizations money, you know, tell me, tell me why, you know, tell me if, if, if you've seen that and, and why you think that is, because it's counterintuitive to what we've been told. Sure. And, and I think what's most important to look at is, is the big picture and kind of, you know, as, as you've said, a holistic approach to, to managing the case. I think bill reviews are sometimes causing the best lawyers not to handle the files, because what you end up seeing is the, the, the attorney's on the defense side, they're spending a lot of time dealing with how to word a billing entry or appealing billing entries, as opposed to spending time litigating the file and working the file towards resolution. So you end up spending a lot more time dealing with billing as opposed to let's shorten the life of file, let's identify the file, let's work the file, and let's move it towards closure, whether it's settlement or, or trial or motion for summary judgment. And that's really where you're going to find the best attorneys is the ones who can spend the time litigating the case, not spending time appealing billing entries. So let's just, uh, let's just open that up a little bit more, Alan. You get an invoice back in a first round review, and it has, let's say it has 20 line items. So you work the file decently, right? You, you had, maybe you had some event, you did an update, you traveled to it, you reviewed some things beforehand. What's like a, a, a common scenario that's that can get frustrating for which, how many of those things are appealed and then what do you have to do? And just give us an idea how many of those you have to do a, a week or a month or a day or whatever you want to look at. And then, and let's just start there. And then I'm going to ask you, well, what happens next? Is that all, is it all done or what? You know, so just put, put us in your shoes for a minute. Sure. And I think the interesting question you asked is, what do you have to do? Because you may end up getting a bill appeal for a file that has already settled or for work that was being done two, three, four months ago. And the appeal is going to require you to locate the document or locate the email, sometimes attach those documents. Sometimes it's, you know, did you have client approvals? So now you're going back in and looking for that email around the day of the billing entry that, that approves something, or it's please attach a copy of the discovery responses. So you're going into the file, you're attaching them, you're explaining how long it took you to prepare that document, how many pages that document is. Sometimes you're going through the claim file, especially in first party property to say, these are the specific documents I looked at. Um, or these are the documents that were redacted. So you're spending a significant amount of time going back to what may have been done three or four months ago. And as I said, sometimes you're going back to a case that has already settled um, to, to deal with these issues. It, it's, it's time consuming. And I, I don't think it's in the best interest of the client having spent time on, on that side as well when I was with Anchor because the defense firm will appeal it. And if that appeal is being sent to someone other than the client, you'll get a response back from the bill review entity. And then if the defense firm needs to escalate it from there, now they're escalating it to the client and somebody at that insurance company now has to spend time reviewing it 
potentially for a second or third time to figure out what happened. So, you know, it's not just the potential increased cost for the insurance, for the defense, for the insurance company, but it's also the usage of employees at the insurance company that may be spending time that can be better used somewhere else. So that's interesting. So in a percentage of cases, a lot of this seemingly was outsourced, right? So you seemingly use the third party, you know, the software comes with the third party, they'll review humans, they review it, but it still winds up a lot of times in the hands of the claims organization anyway. So there goes that efficiency you're saying? Yeah, it comes, it comes back to the client at the end because the defense firm, the law firm is gonna reach out and say, this got audited, we appealed it, we were unsuccessful. This is why this happened. You know, I had a conversation with the client, I had a conversation with the litigation examiner. We were on board for the strategy and normally it will get resolved. And, you know, I'm, I'm happy to say, I think most law firms have good relationships with their clients that they can resolve these issues, but both sides end up spending a lot of time making sure that they both are, are happy with the end result of a bill review. Yeah, and does that does that create a lot of friction between you and the and the customer as far as like you know the adjust does the adjuster then feel bad about the situation and wind up you know just sort of uh, you know canceling out all that effort in the first place anyway and and giving you the you know giving you the point two that, that you were looking for. You know, I don't know if I would call it friction, but you do get to a point in time on both sides, right? The the law firm has spent time reviewing the bill, submitting the bill, then they get the appeal, then they file responses to, to the appeal or to the audit. On the insurance company side, you know, sometimes the first person to review it is either the litigation examiner or a legal secretary, and they'll raise the concern to a to a manager or director to look at. And at the end of the day, you've spent a lot of time with a lot of different people trying to resolve what may be, as you said, a point two or point three. And I think if you look at a holistic approach to what matters to the insurance company and to the law firm, it, it probably was not that. And are you, are, are you seeing what we're seeing, which is a lot of these companies are coming to that realization. They are noticing that their legal spend keeps going up every year. Their settlement amounts are going up. Their cycle times are going up. Yet for some reason the uh, the provider is is telling them they're saving six or eight percent um, on their invoices or something like that, but everything's going up. Are, are are you seeing what we're seeing, which is a lot of these companies now? There's there's there seems to be what we're calling a transition to litigation management 3.0. 1.0 was um, you know we uh, rode over on a horse and handed them our letter from our from our feathery pen uh, about the case. 2.0 was e-billing, right? Which was which we all agree is just e-billing itself, just the technology allowing us to automatically upload and process and run just your basic validations against it is, is and then have that all digital is extremely valuable. Um, we're talking about how that was extended to try to sell it further. Well, but but so that's 2.0. And then 3.0 is this idea of um, the companies realizing that e-billing and bill review by itself isn't actually saving any money. In fact, just using what you were just talking about, it's actually costing them more money and more time that they're now looking at just the outcomes. They're looking at the settlement amount. They're looking at the cycle time and they're looking at 
expense as a whole. They don't care how the, how the attorney really got there. If this attorney charges 20% less than the other, it gets the same result. Or even better, if they get a 20% better result, which is a much bigger number. All these companies that we're seeing, that we're talking to, and we're not talking to all of them, obviously, but it seems that they're all sort of seeing the light and moving towards 3.0, this more holistic approach to um, litigation management. Are you seeing that too with your clients? I think so. And to your point, I think what's most important is having the best possible lawyers get you the best possible result. And if you only look at defense spend in a vacuum, you're really not looking at the entire file. And one of the things I looked at when I was at Anchor, and one of the really important things I, I impress upon my team here at Romberger Kurt is to look at the, the big picture. And to me, the big picture is really three factors. It's the life of the file, you know, how long from the day we got it until the day we were able to resolve it, whether that's a settlement or a motion for summary judgment or, or a trial. And while we don't have control over all of those things, a lot of most cases are going to settle and let's spend the time early to evaluate the case. And that's why when you look at defense spent in a vacuum, it, it doesn't give you that picture because if a good lawyer spends extra time at the beginning to really know the file and tell you this is a settlement candidate or this is a trial candidate or some sort of dispositive motion, that next number, the indemnity number, the settlement number is likely and should be lower. And really you wanna look at, in my opinion, those three factors, life of file, defense costs, and the settlement. And if you, you know, when you're talking just about the monetary spend, if you combine the defense costs and the settlement, to me, that's the more important number when you're comparing your lawyers because a great lawyer may spend more time on the file, but may get you better results. You may have someone spend less on defense costs, but if you're settling the cases for more, that's not a cost saving. So it's really important, in my opinion, to look at both. And that's where having a bill review company tell me I can save you six to 8% on defense costs doesn't give me that truly holistic number and all the data I would need as a, as a carrier to make the best decision. Yeah, that's, it's super, I think that's really well put. I don't really have too much to add to that. The uh, other than, you know, we've looked at it and across different lines of business, the settlement amount is five to 10 times larger than the expense amount. So a 1% improvement in the settlement amount will get you a lot more than a 68% settlement uh, savings of the expense amount, even assuming that that's what's actually happening, which, which I think our data is showing us that legal expense is actually going up because you're saving six to 8% on an invoice, but you're getting more invoices because the cases are dragging on and on and on. And, um, you know, we've always looked at it as, I don't want a lower invoice. I want less invoices because if you can just cut the case off a zero, that's a hundred percent savings of that last invoice. So, you know, the messaging from the bill review companies the messaging from the e-billing only softwares that is very strong. It's very easy to digest. It's very easy to show because nobody's putting their finger on the pulse of that total outcome. Um, and it sends the wrong message, right? To the law firms that if you're only measuring the expense, well, then, 
and this is what happened to me as a lawyer, Al, maybe you have a similar story, but I remember getting a summary judgment in a case. We had hundreds of thousands in exposure. And, uh, and it happened a bunch of times. I just remember one specific time where the adjuster said, yeah, but we spent 30,000. We spent 30,000, we saved like 300,000. And he was disappointed because we spent 30,000. And it just, it just sends the wrong message. You're gonna get a bunch of losers as on your team if that's the way you are managing litigation. So, um, it, and that, you know, that's, that's we're, we're finally seeing people wake up to that. I mean, maybe you, you probably have something to add to that. You, you've, you've probably been to that a lot more than I have. I, I think to your point, it is important on both sides to look at the big picture and getting a great result, winning a case sends the right message. And sometimes there are costs involved in getting that great result. But if, if, both, if both the carrier and the law firm have all the information and they're properly evaluating it, they have the data, then, then they can make that decision. So to your point, you know, spending $30,000 to save 300, that sounds like a winner every day of the week to anyone. I think what's important on both sides is, is communication. And the more you communicate, the more you can tell a client even early on, this may be a case to, to push. And this is what it's likely going to cost you. And this is what we anticipate the case can settle for today. Um, and this is your potential full exposure if we're unsuccessful and we're to lose a trial. And having that data, both on a case basis as well as on a more global basis is what's important. And the only way to get that on a more global basis is to integrate all of your data. So you have your defense spend, you have your average settlement, you know who the lawyers are that are handling those cases, potentially you even know who the, who the plaintiff's lawyers are. And then you can make those decisions because to your point, there's a bigger picture to, to winning that case, which is that plaintiff's lawyer knows now that, that Wesley Todd not only can push a case, but he can win a case. Um, and that's important. And, and the data will show that if you're tracking the right data. I think you just raised a really good point there. That's one component is uh, that 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 data. Because what you were able to do, uh, I remember over at Anchor, was the, the, the first question on the outcomes that people have is, well, but not all two cases are the same. But what we were able to do was we were able to build in all of the elements of the case from the plaintiff's lawyer to the track that we chose, whether it was a settlement candidate or a trial candidate to the venue, to the favorability level, you know, was this, do we have good facts or bad facts? And we actually were able to compare apples and apples. And then at the end of the quarter, you'd go to one firm and you'd say, look, I give you this type of case. I give you this type of case. You can't argue with it. I promise the data tells you it's exactly the same case. In fact, you told me that as a lawyer, you filled it into, in, in, our, in our situation case, Clyde, I didn't fill it in. You filled it in. You said this was a settlement candidate. You said we we're going to settle it quick. You said it was easy and it was with the same lawyer and you didn't do as well as this one. So who, who really cares about how we got there? You know, we're going to move over to this, to this firm where we don't have to deal with e-billing. We don't have to deal with two, to point eight to point six because the data just shows us that the end result we're going to get here is going to be better. So I think you raise a really good point around the data because the data is there currently because lawyers are using these advanced systems, not just the insurance company, they don't fill them in, but lawyers fill it in and it can answer all those questions. 
Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. That's why it's important to have good data. It's important to have it maintained in a place where, where you can find it and you, and you can have it at your fingertips. And when you separate resources for claims management and, and defense costs, you may not have that at your fingertips. So one of the things I, you're right, I always enjoy the case that was I can quickly put a finger on all those data fields, defense costs, settlement costs, life of file. And you look at that and you figure out who's giving you the best results. You're less worried about bill reviews. I'm not worried about a point two or a point three. Billing guidelines are important. I think it's important to have those conversations with your defense firm. But the relationship that you're going to build between a client and a law firm is important. And if they're giving you great results and, and they're really working with you, and I think that's what's so important is both the carrier and, and the law firm need to work together. Uh, you, you can really see those great results. Yeah, I, 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 I like that last part, working together. And I'm going to build on that because there's also something else that you've done in your career that I think is really valuable. E-billing and bill review is after the fact, after the work is already done. Why are we using technology to look at things that have already happened when you could use technology to kind of tell you what we should do next and avoid it all together? So one of our principles that that we have, and that's been that's being adopted by the industry that we're seeing is, let's not have workflow technology for like all these amazing decision trees and 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 you see these companies now. I don't know if you if you pay close attention, but all the e-billing companies now they're doing AI on the bill review as if we need more technology after the fact. What we're doing, what our clients are doing, is they want it all on the front end. So they want to say, hey, if this is a settlement candidate, I want to see that it gets settled in 90 days. If it doesn't get settled, I want to get I want to get alerted. I want to see an offer go out. You know, if it's a mediation, I want to see a mediation report 60 days in advance. I want all of that automated. I don't want, I don't want to go to, I don't want the, the, the work to be or, or, or let me give even a better example. If it's a settlement candidate, I don't want discovery to be done. So you won't, you, you know, the automated task won't include discovery. There's all these things that can be done in advance of the fact that currently um, the insurance companies are only doing via their e-billing provider or their bill review provider after the work's already been done. I mean, how frustrating is that with all the technology in the world? But these are all things that can be set. It's a, it's a very basic decision tree that I think our, our kids could do, Alan where if it's like this particular type of case, then you don't have approval to do these things. And we don't want you to do that work and then us come back and tell you, yeah, you did it, but we're not gonna pay you for it. So, you know, you were able to do some of those things, some of those workflows as we call them, where you'd set cases off on tracks and you expected certain things to be done. And you basically told the lawyers not to do the things so that they didn't have to, by mistake, do those things and then charge you for it after, right? I mean. You know, we, we got a little time here. Do you want to speak to the proactive nature that 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 uh, that that you like to get at before the work is already done? Sure, and I think you summarized it well, Wes. That what's important is knowing the file and making a decision early on, and that goes back to a great lawyer may spend more time at the beginning digging through a claim file, digging through the records to understand what's being presented to them. And 
the same way a sophisticated client is going to say, okay, now that you've told us this is a settlement candidate, how do we get the best possible settlement? And in Florida, having, having a fee statute, maybe that's getting an early demand. Maybe that is limiting discovery. Maybe that is you know, delaying a, a response to the complaint. But by knowing the file, by being able to have a conversation with the client, with the litigation examiner and say, look, this is a settlement candidate. What are your thoughts on delaying discovery or not responding to the complaint immediately, getting an extension of time and having a settlement conversation, um, getting, a, getting a desk review if, if you need to for damages. What's the best possible way? And, and you have that conversation. So then you're not worried about discovery demands took a 0.5 instead of a 0.2. Um, instead, you've built a strategy to really resolve the case. On, on the flip side, you review a file and you say, you know what? I see a summary judgment motion here. Or I see a trial candidate. What do we need to do to get it there quickly? And, and, and with the best possible defenses, let's set depositions. And this is the order that we're going to depose people. Let's, let's get out discovery. Let's ask specific questions. And in that case, discovery demands may be very case specific. It may appear on a bill to have cost a little bit more than another case, but everybody knows why that was. Everyone's had that conversation. The, the law firm and the client had the conversation early on to say, we are going to serve very specific discovery to figure out this issue and flush this out. We're going to subpoena these records. We're going to take the deposition of these three or four individuals because that's what's going to give us the best possible defense. You've built that plan in the first 20 or 30 days. You have a plan in place and, and no one's surprised when they see a bill 45 days later that these tasks were done. And, and that's really what I think is important and, and how you can handle that if you have if you're working together and you have great communication. Yeah. And, and, and you put your client hat on there and, and, and what benefit is it to you if they, you know, first of all, great that we have all the, we're going to have automation built in to get a case closed and to stay on top of it. That's, that's 30 less things for an adjuster to do per month, you know, to be some manual alert system, which a lot of companies are still asking their adjusters to be when it's all, it's all automatic and software, but so, so great that those cases now we're going to reduce our pie chart of cases we're working on to the ones that matter the most, the ones that actually have complexity. But now let's talk about those. And, and, and to your point, you put your client hat on. There's a case that we've said, this is a summary judgment candidate or a, or a trial candidate. And what's better for you as the client? Is it better for you? to have to approve every single 15 steps along for mediation trial. And then, oh, by, by, we, we miss, we, by mistake, we missed three of them. We missed five of them. So now I have to go review all those bills and approve them down the road. Or is it better to just say this was on that track, therefore this is approved, right? And I don't have to do anything. I, there's, there's no lift on my end. This was a summary judgment track, a very rare track, right? In a very small percentage of cases. And I don't need to do 15 approvals and then 15 reviews to see if um, this third party that knows nothing about the case, that has never seen a word about the case, understands that this was something we mutually chose. So, I mean, putting, even putting your client hat, hat on in that instance, it's actually a lot less friction for the client too, right? Yeah. When, when I was at Anchor, 
our billing guidelines, and I think you and I joked when I first moved to Anchor, I told you I was going to have billing guidelines that were one page and you told me that was impossible. We were close. I think it ended up being two or three pages. But by having a great relationship with our law firms and now being on this side, having a great relationship with my client, there should be no issues with the bills. Um, you know, billing guidelines are important because obviously when you're, when you're the carrier, you want to get a file closed and that means paying the bills timely uh, and, you, and you want to kind of know what to expect. And, and maybe the billing guidelines are as simple as when the bills need to be submitted. Um, you know, there may be certain costs that need to be pre-approved and, and that makes sense because you don't want to be surprised by, by an expert or significant travel and, and you want to have conversations with your law firm if a deposition is at state, do you need to go there? Can you do it by Zoom? Can you do it telephonically? You know, what, do, what are your options here? But it, it's those big ticket items. It's, a, it's the big picture you want to look at. And when you have that trial candidate, you've already identified it. And you know that the law firm isn't taking advantage of you. And, and you feel confident that you have the best lawyers handling your case. And, and that's how we felt at Anchor. So we, we kept our guidelines short. Um, and we had great relationships with, with the firms we used. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. It's, it's, it's not just litigation management where this is happening, right? Everywhere they sort of said, hey, we kind of had our finger on the wrong. Um, sports is the one that comes up most, right? With baseball, it was like, oh, we're just focused on home runs, right? But, you know, on base percentage and, and, and war and, and those different stats that actually led to wins, more right because that's the whole point right you're you're trying to get wins of course and then and 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 basketball once they got data involved they said why are we why are we shooting every shot um one foot in front of the three-point line so we're basically we're taking a very hard shot when the reward is only uh, two points when if i take one step back it could be three points and 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 then you know now all now uh, all and all in basketball it's all five people lined up on the three-point line and then in football it's you know, nobody runs the ball anymore. Everybody passes because, you know, not just the, the rules have changed a little bit, but also the data supports just, you know, throw the ball as much as possible. And I think we're seeing the same thing with litigation management where there's just, there, we know that expense isn't for winners. Like measuring expense is for losers. That's, that's like the people that are just not paying close enough attention to the actual department. And it was a phenomenal advancement for so many reasons um, 10, 15 years ago, e-billing. I mean, I, 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 we were big beneficiaries of it. It's, we don't definitely want to, don't want to email PDFs around, right? I mean, that's, that's uh, mayhem. E-billing by itself, electronic billing and digital bills and digital invoice and line items and the validations you can run on that and the reports you can run on that is extremely valuable, but it is not leading to wins. It's leading to losses. At least that's what we're seeing as we convert customers over from that. And so I just think that you brought a really good perspective. You're fair and balanced on both sides. Uh, and that was, that was the goal for today was to try to give a fair report. And I think that we did that. Well, Wes, thank so, you very much for having me. Yeah, no, thank you. And we should probably do it again. Uh, there's plenty of topics like this that we can discuss. And 
And I think this is really valuable. Not everybody's had the chance to be on both sides, you know, on the on the defense firm side and on the uh, and on the client side, and particularly general counsel, where you reported up to the CEO, right? Yes, sir. The CEO's sitting there saying, "Why did you know the number needs to go down, right? If you're somebody tucked away, you can get away with the um, our 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 bill review is reducing people's bills six percent." But eventually, once it goes up, it's like, wait, but our, I don't, I don't care about that. It's our, our expenses are up 20%. So you actually lived it. I think that, you know, the folks that are on this call, tons of, are on, they're going to listen to the pod, tons of adjusters and attorneys. If they had all the time and experience that we had, they would, um, you know, have a lot, even more to add than we did. But it's our job. The whole point of the litigation management podcast is to get this information to them. You've managed tens of millions in legal spend on both sides. Um, it's a great opportunity for them to see what's going on in the broader world um, and, and from your eyes. So I'm going to leave it at this. Alan, what's the best way for an adjuster, an attorney, or a claims executive to reach you and ask you more about uh, your help with litigation management? I know you do strategic. You also Obviously, you also handle a bunch of cases, too. Um, and, and where, where can they find you or where can they reach you, Alan? Sure, Wes. You can find my contact information on our website, www.rumberger.com, or you can email me directly. It's A. Rotlevich, R-O-T-L-E-W-I-C-Z, at rumberger.com. Awesome. Well, thank you for sharing your story and your perspective. Hopefully it saves the industry uh, billions of dollars over the next 10 years. Let's do it again soon, Alan. Thanks Sounds a lot. Great. Thanks a lot, Wes.